welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast. It's time for our midweek preview. Newcastle welcome Aston Villa to St James's Park on Wednesday for an evening kickoff. Their second fixture of the restart of the Premier League. Steve Bruce held his press conference this morning. That's Tuesday. I've just caught up with our chief sports writer, Lee Ryder, to delve into what Steve Bruce had to say and the mood in which the head coach was in. And it did seem quite a positive one. Later on in the show, we'll hear from Bernie Millay's Ashley Priest, who gives us the insight into Villa and what to expect from Dean Smith's side. Sit back and enjoy. Well, Steve Bruce was concerned in his press conference. He was quite upbeat, and that's no surprise, given it was such a successful outing against Sheffield United on Sunday. He said everyone was in good spirits. Uh, but in some ways, he's not going to be allowed to enjoy um, getting wins in the Premier League. I'm sure he will enjoy it, but it, 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 he's not going to simply be able to just talk about football because the takeover situation still looms over the club. And really, that's a, an issue that's not going to go away until we know one way or the other. But Steve Bruce in as good a spirit as he can be after a great win like that and for him he goes into the Aston Villa game looking forward to it knowing that three points will get that place in the Premier League I think any game against one of your former clubs is one that you want to win he'd be no different uh, he was the one who brought it up about being sacked by Aston Villa um, so that gets you it, it adds that extra spice to it, as it, as he said in his own words. And Villa is a game that Newcastle fans love to see. Love to see their side get a victory against. We all know what happened in 2009 and 2016. Newcastle got relegated there. Aston Villa fans were relishing that moment. Uh, in 2016, even more so because they'd been relegated as well. So this is a chance where Newcastle can nudge Aston Villa on their way to the championship um, just like they did in 2009-2016 and realistically it's a game that would give Newcastle an unbelievable platform if they win it they'd be on 41 points with 7 games to go uh, top 10 would definitely be a, a real opportunity so let's see what they can do I mean Aston Villa are in the, the non-great form confidence is low and They've got to go there and get a result, basically. They've got to get a, a good win against Newcastle. So it's going to be difficult as far as injury news is concerned. One of the impressive things that come from the Sheffield United game was that, you know, you've watched a lot of games in the Premier League in the last few days and there's been so many injury problems, niggles, knocks, muscle problems, things like that. But Newcastle got through the game unscathed. No, no fresh injuries. Uh, the big plus of Andy Carroll getting 15 minutes of Sonnery's belt. Uh, so there's no new injuries to report. Uh, the ones that will miss the game are the Longstaff brothers, uh, Lejeune and Kieran Clark, who's get, getting closer but just feeling a little bit sore. So hopefully they'll all be back soon. I mean, there is these games are coming thick and fast. There is going to be injuries, there's no escaping that. But at the minute, Newcastle have managed to get one game under the belt w without... Um, suffering anything fresh so hopefully you know that Brucey will be looking for that to continue but realistically um, 
as I say, injuries are, are going to—they're going to occur. It's—it's it's impossible not to. The, the lack of preparation time, and the the fact that there's so many games congested into the next four weeks, it's it's going to be tough. And you've got to factor in there's going to be some long journeys on this as well. I don't know how Newcastle are going to be getting to places like Bournemouth and Brighton, but um, I, you know if they're going to be on a coach for six, seven hours, that can't that can't be good for the modern footballer. Uh, in terms of um, injuries and post-game uh, warm-downs and stuff, can't be good for them. So we'll wait and see how they'll approach the game. Well, I think the Sheffield United game was, uh, if you look at it, they they went for the jugular, really. The Sheffield United started well in the first 10 minutes, but Newcastle absorbed that and then they stayed on the front foot when they got on there and half-time... They came in and I didn't have that feel. Sometimes you get that feeling when Newcastle have had a good attacking phase and they haven't made the most of it. You think, oh, have they, has the chance passed them by? I didn't get that feeling uh, on Sunday. Uh, I thought they would come back out second half and continue where they left off. And then the red card was a great moment for them because it gave them 40 minutes to break down um, Sheffield United if they can start the game with that same sort of intensity as he did the other night then I think that'd be great Steve Bruce has pointed to the fact that he's playing with a back four now and they're moving away from part on the bus you'd, you'd think that'd be more the same really um, so great opportunity to, to get three more points and if they can then I think it's been a good job well done there was a bit of one of the questions was was Steve Bruce in the conversation for manager of the year something he played down um, he played it down it wasn't me who asked the question by the way it was somebody else but um, haven't Newcastle had a good season yeah they've had a decent season uh, but I think there's still work to do before you can start dishing out you know too many plaudits we've been here before as it stands they're still in the bottom half so let's see where they go in the next three or four games but, you know, if on Sunday night they're in the semi-finals of the FA Cup and in the top ten of the Premier League, I think that is a massive, massive achievement and something they can really uh, build on. Now joined by Burnham Live's Ashley Priest. Ashley, thank you very much for joining us. Good morning, how are we? Not too bad. Are you ready for your trip north? Uh, a bit daunting, really. Uh, I've got a confession to make as well. I'm looking forward to being back in the northeast because I went to Sunderland University, which is uh, not far from there. Um, I, I can hear our listeners throwing things at whatever <laughs> the place they're listening from. <laughs> so I'm, a, I'm, an ad- I'm an adopted Macker, which is uh, some Newcastle fans don't want to hear, really. But... <laughs> we, we do have we, we do have uh, one member of our team who went to Sunderland University and learned his trade there. So you, you would be in good company if we were all. Asking to spark tomorrow night, but yeah, unfortunately, okay. with, with the rules and all that, it'll be you and one of our and, and Lee Ryder who we heard from earlier in the podcast. That's right. Uh, obviously, we're focusing on Aston Villa with yourself here. It's a big game for Aston Villa, isn't it? It's huge. Yeah, Dean Smith has described it as pivotal. So um, it's, it's massive. Obviously, Villa haven't done, haven't beaten a top ten team all year. So this Newcastle fixture. Aside of just beating Sheffield United 3-0, it's absolutely huge. I can't, I can't stress how, how important it is for Villa, Villa's cause. Villa have got Wolves coming up the weekend. I mean, they're a well-oiled machine. They've got Manu after that, Liverpool. The fixtures aren't kind, so it's all, it's all on this one for me. If, if Villa lose on Wednesday, I think the fans will give up hope. I think I think hope will be gone. 
I noticed in your you did a, a live web chat yesterday, and um, there was a question about kind of Dean Smith's um, approach to it, and I think you questioned whether he was starting to, I think, it was lose hope in in himself, or like he stopped believing what he's saying in many ways, and I think you compared it to. Um, doing a, a big psalm now or something along those lines anyway. Is, yes. that, is, is his tax starting to change now? Yeah, I think he's starting to question himself, which is pretty sad to see. Start of the season, he was he was full of it. He was saying, we're going to, going to attack teams. We're going to go toe-to-toe with everyone. Uh, you've seen, I mean, goals conceded, Villa, Villa worse than Norwich in that respect. Chanty conceded, Villa, Villa are 20th in, in the league. Villa, Villa the worst team, defensive boys. So since, since, since the lockdown break... I mean, he's looked to change that. He's addressed it. Okay, they looked they looked a bit more solid against Sheffield United. Clean sheet there, controversial clean sheet there. Against Chelsea, it was back to the Wolves job, and again they looked more, much more compact. But the fact he's he's changing his tack now does does point question marks. I mean, he's spoken to friends. Things we've spoken to friends and family after the the Chelsea game, and obviously Smith thought played well, did all right against a good side. Whereas his family and friends are telling him this sense not good enough. It's so negative, and it was pain, it was a painful watch for Villa fans on Sunday against Chelsea. The pass the pass Villa off the park, and it's, for me, if you're down the bottom, you got you got to be scoring goals. You got to force the issue. Um, you can't be sitting around waiting waiting for a chance to come. The team's down there. You're Bournemouth and West Ham's out. I pick up a result, and next thing you know, they're, they're out of sight. So he's concerning. I think he's he's a bit more concerned now himself with what, what I think he's questioning what he did at the start of the season. And um, it doesn't bode well, doesn't it, when you start questioning yourself like that and changing tacks without games to go? I mean, there was a bit of frustration as well, conceding two goals and two minutes on, on Sunday. I mean, you take the lead and then you, you concede one. You'd expect, right, let's get back in line, let's get focused, let's not lose um, the point that's on the table here. And then you go and concede another just two minutes later. Yeah, it was a bit schoolboy. Was con- concentration levels were wayward there. Um, Smith pointed to fortune, allowing. I mean, Giroud goal took a nick, but it can't happen, can it? But listen, the right was on the wall. Anyway, Chelsea, Chelsea were, were dominating us from start to finish. We were looking to go 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 ahead, and when we were goal goal ahead, Villa were going to be brave. Instead, they sat back and invited pressure, and it was it was inevitable. Every Villa fan will tell you that there's no way Villa were going to score a second on Sunday. So, and Chelsea had all the ball. So, he's, he's concerned going into this one. I asked Dean Smith whether whether Villa have got the goals, whether Villa have got the firepower to outscore Newcastle on Wednesday and the round of the season. He's adamant, yes, they have, but again, it's just change of tact. He's not going at teams now. He's he's, he's emphasising more on set pieces and stuff like that. And it's not Dean Smith, the Villa fans know and love, to be fair. So I don't know whether he's morphed into like a, a Paul Lambert overnight. I mentioned a big Sam. Um, I'm very much cautious now, so... Let's see what happens Wednesday. Lose that, I think uh, could be banging trouble. What's the the biggest weakness then of Villa that you think Steve Bruce will try and take advantage of? Is it obviously there is a lack of goals? You mentioned there the lack of concentration on Sunday, or was it the over reliance on maybe someone like Jack Grealish? Do you think? Yeah, I think everyone's seen that stats. He's 140 times been fouled. It's a record since 2002 now in the Premier League. Um, 11, 11 times in one game against Chelsea. He's, uh, Smith's calling for more for Grealish to be more protected a bit more. Um, Chelsea completely nullified that threat. Grealish has been quiet in the opening two games back from Project Restart. 
all season he'd been, he'd been on blinding form to be fair so if you nullify Jack Carilli she's not Villa to be fair simple as that I think Bruce will look to do that early doors I don't know he'll be up against Grealish maybe Grealish be on the left hand side so will he be up against Manquillo I don't know but I'll do a double up, double up on him. I'm guessing Matt Mitchell will drop in. And he'll do the defensive work as well. If you stop Jack Grealish, you stop Villa. End of story. Villa haven't got enough enough talisman to come through. John McGinn was one. He's he's played two games in in four days after a sixth month layoff. He looked way out way out of sorts against Chelsea. I think he completed just five passes against Chelsea, which is not like him at all. So he's. His fitness is a concern. Again, I thought he'd come to the fore. It's going to take him a little bit of time. Elsewhere, forward-wise, I'm not, I'm not convinced. Defensively, they look better now, which, which is a plus point. Will, will Villa, will Villa um, keep a clean sheet on Wednesday? Newcastle looked brilliant against Sheffield United. St. Maximum causing all the damage. Um, Jolinton with the goal as well. So, yeah, I'm, 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 not, I'm not feeling the Villa fans with much confidence. I think Newcastle... We'll be um, more than up for this one. Well, I was going to ask you there, what are you, I don't know if most looking forward to is the right way to phrase the question, but when you, you look at Newcastle, um, I guess the question is, what what are you most worried about? Um, what, what should Villa be most worried about when they, they look at Newcastle and what they have to stop the Magpies from doing? It's the pace, I think. Almir on pace, at maximum pace. Um Richie's back, back in form now as well, isn't he? So, just the pace down the flanks and, you know, Jolinson getting his goal, he could, he could be full of confidence now. Um, who knows? But it's, yeah, it's the, the attack, the pace in the wide areas that, that scares me a little bit. Villa have gone with uh, Esri Conte at right back, who's naturally a centre-half. So, he'll, whether he can he can get to go to Newcastle on the break, I don't know. Matt Target's another one. He's the left-back. He can get out, caught out of position. I think Bruce will go down, go attack Villa down the flanks, perhaps. Um, that's where the two Chelsea goals come from on Sunday. As Pilaqueta cross, crossing twice from the flank, so and, and Chelsea goes in the back stick. So I think they'll go they'll attack Villa wide in wide areas. I think so midfield battles a good one with Shelby and it's Isaac Hayden sitting. Whether they can they can stop Grealish getting into them pockets, we'll soon see. So intriguing battle in the in the middle of the park as well. Certainly is. I want to take you back to November when Villa beat Newcastle 2 0. I had the misfortune of being in the wee end for that game, and <laughs> it was the first away game I'd been to as a fan for a long time. And I wish I just stayed stayed back on Tyneside because it was dreadful from Newcastle. There was no organisation, there was no discipline, and Villa, you know, looked like a really good side. The whole end was buzzing, and obviously you have that little bit of rivalry between them from you know about 10 years ago now, which added to it, and we'll get on to, to that as well in a moment. But that night, Villa looked like, you know, they were starting to build something. There was a platform to go off, and Newcastle looks deep in trouble. Fast forward, we are seven months now, and it's there's a total switch around, and it's Villa who are looking like dropping out of the, the league. It's incredible. Just, just You mentioned a Villa, a Villa victory there. Just, just surprising me there. We haven't won since end of January, so... Seven games ago now, it just seemed a long, such a long, long time ago. That game at Villa Park. Back then, you'd say Newcastle were banging trouble. You fancied them to, to uh, go down. To be fair, with what was going on there? Uh, Steve Bruce was a frustrated man. Perhaps the right was on the wall. But credit to Steve Bruce. Given all the talk about the ownership, but he, he's ploughed out. He's ploughed down. He's got getting a tune out of his players, and he's turned it right round there. So credit to Brucey there. Um, as for, for Villa, like you say, roles reversal completely. They're falling off the wagon and um, 
mean, speaking of a villa victory, it's a rarity nowadays. So yeah, like you say, roles are completely reversed. You, you, you wouldn't have envisaged that back in November when the two sides met, but Bruce has done a, a fantastic job for me. Well, well, what's happened then in that, that time? Why has it fallen away for Villa? I mean, Dean Smith's the most um, optimistic man out there, to be fair. He's, he's always glass half, glass, glass half full. I don't know. He's, he's, he's lamented the fixtures playing against the top sides and I don't know, the excuses are starting to run out for me and starting to um, fall on deaf ears, to be fair, amongst the fan base now. They are starting to turn a little bit for the first time in um, a long old while. Well, first time for me ever, to be fair, after that Chelsea display. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Since then, obviously, Villa have lost Tom Eaton and Wesley, um, two massive players for them. Uh, um, their season ending injuries. Uh, I don't know. It's confidence, isn't it, as well? But I haven't been able to get ahead of steam at all. Before the pandemic break, Villa were, Villa were, were woeful, to be honest. Southampton fixture away and Leicester, 4-0 defeat on the Monday night. Just they were, Villa were gone then. So they've come back, they've licked their wounds a little bit. They've, they've got defensively better organised. But again, it's that question mark of goals. I mean, a forward player hasn't scored for Villa in five five games. So it's, it's worrying. I think it's the goal aspect. I think it's confidence. I think it's a, a number of things. I think Smith's starting to question himself, as I've mentioned to yourself. So, I don't know. It's all to play, eight games to go. Time's running out, and they need to uh, need, need to get a win sharpish. Most certainly. We'll just talk about Steve Bruce briefly. I'm obviously former Villa manager. Back in November, it was all about uh, heading back to Villa Park, and there was talk of the cabbage which was thrown at, at his feet back when he was Villa boss. And we mentioned the rivalry there from spanning 10 years ago when Newcastle were relegated and the banners on the whole end and what, and what have you. Um, today, Steve Bruce in his press conference mentioned that extra bit of spice. Um, where does he stand for Villa fans? You know, is is there a bit of spice there because it's Steve Bruce in Newcastle or is that just one of these kind of myths which has grown out of nowhere, do you think? There'll always be a bit of spice in the, playing against the former manager, I think. Um, the circumstances he left as well. I think he started to turn on the Villa fans. He started to get a bit bitter towards them. Obviously, the Cabbage Gate incident was was unprecedented as well. So I think he, he was embarrassed by by that. Villa fans embarrassed him, and and I think the job Dean Smith last, did last year in like repairing Steve Bruce's mess at the time to get Villa promoted, taking over from Steve Bruce was incredible. To be honest, I think Steve Bruce would have been a bit a bit jealous of Smith last year what, what he achieved. Obviously, Bruce is not looking back now. He's, he's manager of his boyer club. He's doing a good job there as well. I think there is spice to it. I mean, he's he's, he's had a bit of a catty comment tonight, hasn't he, about the Villa's uh, transfer policy last summer. And Villa fans are questioning. Uh, actually, Bruce left Villa in the mess with all the contract situations. Bruce signed, I think, three goalkeepers that were needed. He had ageing players that were on dwindling contracts. And you're not going to play your, your Alan Hudson's and your Miller. Yeah, the next in the Premier League, are you? So... Dean had to do a big repair job in the summer, as everyone knows. He would have liked Premier League experience. I think Bruce's comments mentioned. He, he, he mentioned. Um, let's get it up here. Two seconds. You can't make wholesale changes coming up from the Championship. Simply, Dean Smith had to do that. Um, I say 140 million pounds spent a lot of money, but on, on 12 new players, about 10 million pound average, which is nothing. Won't get you a decent championship player nowadays. So, 
Yeah, the, the policies come back to Rue Villa a little bit. Bruce is Bruce give Villa a little bit of a dig and fair play to him. He can do that because Newcastle are sitting pretty in the league. So, yeah, I think they're spice to this game. If, if Bruce would love nothing more to, than to beat Villa. Bit of, a, bit of a revenge mission from November because he was embarrassed and I was in his post-match press conference and he, he wanted to grant wanted to grant to eat him up, to be fair, back back then in Villa Park. So, yeah, I think he, he want to get one over on Villa. Make no, no mistake about that. Well, just to finish on a few stats, Newcastle have failed to win... 23 of the last 26 midweek Premier League matches. So that's good. That would be uh, <laughs> music uh, to the ears of Villa fans. And if Villa win, it'll be a double over Newcastle for the first time since 2004 5. Um, but I just guess that the form Villa come in, and I know they've only played two games since the restart. But from what you, you've said and what, what, what we've maybe watched over the, the weekend there, you know, they're not going to be favourites coming in this game, are, are they? And I mean, are you, are you back in? Are you back in Newcastle to maybe win it, or are you hoping? I mean, you'll be hoping Villa get an upset, but can you see it happening? Things will have to be drastically change on Villa's part to get a result. Uh, they have to go go at them. I don't know. Newcastle don't have much of the ball, much possession, do they? I think they're quite they're quite shrewd with their possession, so it'd be interesting to see. These people was asked the question yesterday whether who's expected to have more of the ball, Villa or Newcastle. He says Villa will have more of the ball, so we'll soon see on that 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 part. I think. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I can't sit. I'm going to go for a draw, sit on the fence. And like I say, the game's running out for Villa. How, how, how are Newcastle been shaping up for yourselves? I mean, they look good, yeah. good, good the other day. Yeah, I mean, I thought I thought even before the red card um, for Sheffield United, I thought Newcastle were the better side. There was two or three moments where they hit Sheffield on the on the counter, and you know, Gillington should have scored. Um, in the first half, and it, but the, the the move was was really good to watch, and it was fast. You've mentioned the pace there as the threat, and that's what caught Sheffield United out. And I think, um, yeah, I mean, we've got to remember that this is a kind of an audition for Steve Bruce as well, with a takeover working away, and he you know, he obviously wants to stay, he wants to be given um, the chance to take Newcastle forward and under a new ownership. Lots of speculation about who will come and replace him and, and what have you. So. You know, this isn't just about finishing the season strongly. This is about Steve Bruce saying to them potential owners, look, this is what I can do with this squad. Give me a bit more money and I'll show you what I can do with a better squad. And, you know, if <laughs> if he continues uh, the next uh, eight games like he did against Sheffield United, then, you know, the argument would be that maybe he deserves a chance. It's not a popular opinion amongst the fan base, but, um, you know, Steve Bruce is one of those characters which splits opinion, isn't he? Yeah, that's what that's why for me is a concern because obviously fans, I think Smith's looking at it like Newcastle are safe now with the down tools. I can't see him doing that at all. Bruce has got a point to prove every week now, and he'll, another win will cement his uh, managerial status. You, you got to say so. There'll be no letting up, letting up, letting off on Newcastle's part. As for Villa, they've got to force the issue for me on Wednesday night. They've got to come out there like the lives depend on it. I don't know if you've seen Roy Keane's comments after the Sheffield United game. All too nice. He had Grealish laughing and stuff like that, and um, it was quite harsh on them. But it's, it's quite true, to be fair. Games running out now. They'll be in the championship next season if they carry on. So it's very worrying on, on our part. And let's hope the turn for the Villa fans' sake. Let's hope the turn up on Wednesday. But I can't see. I, I think Newcastle are strong, and I'd be surprised if Villa get a result there. Fantastic, well, Ash. We wish you a safe trip up north, and uh, yeah. thank you very much for giving us the Villa insight. No problem. Thanks, guys.